We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Rob Doster here. I got Jeff Goodman with me. Hell no. John Fink. Are we still live? Feel the 68 till I die. I'm sorry, man. I feel left out. Randolph Children. DJ Khaled, you know the big DJ Khaled guy? Hands grow up and in. Goodman needs to be fired all the time. Josh Tasker. You're going to beat people straight up. You know the deal. Drink responsibly tonight. I'll be drinking with you. Jarrell McNeil. From the bluest of the blue bloods to the smallest of the mid majors. This is Feel the 68. After dark. Hello, and welcome in to Field of 68 After Dark on a busy Sunday. Uh, we got tons of college basketball action to get into. Big Ten, Chiefs, Bills just finished up. El Clasico, that was fantastic. What a game, but this is a college basketball show. I'm trying to decompress from that game because I was uh, overexposed, as they say. So I'm trying to just decompress, <laughs> fellas. Uh, and it worked out this time. You know what I'm saying? It doesn't work out every time, but it worked out this time. Uh, at any rate, I am joined tonight by two ACC legends. Wake Forest is definitely in the building with Randolph Childress. The North Carolina Tar Heels are definitely in the building with John Henson. How do we feel about that, by the way? Like, what's the is there like is there like any blood at all with Wake Forest in Carolina, or can you two get along? I'm good, man. We got a big game tomorrow, yeah. right? Yeah, listen, listen, listen. We can get along now. We tomorrow. I don't want to hear from John to after the game. Yeah. So, listen, tomorrow, we can talk about this right now. We're good. It's shoot around time. We're good. But okay, tomorrow perfect. night, it's gonna be a problem. I'm gonna I'm gonna be right. in the group chat. You know, you know, we're gonna watch the first couple of minutes and see how the game's going. I, I think hey. I think we're gonna, you know, we might out tough them boys down there wait for us, you know, private school guys, you know. Yeah. I don't know, man. That's a great game, by the way. I know we're not here to do the preview of Wake Forest, North Carolina, but that is uh, that is actually shaped up to be a, a fantastic game tomorrow night in the ACC. Look, got a lot to get to. We've had court stir- storming uh, controversies. Uh, obviously, Kentucky got some big news over the weekend with Big Z uh, becoming eligible and coming in and, and looking like Dirk. So we'll get to that. Uh, let's start with. Yeah, Jokic. Okay, that's the that's the 2024 <laughs> reference. My bad. I'm going with like Baby the 2005. <laughs> I'm going with the 2005 European reference. Uh, but but let's start with another return uh, that that could mean you know maybe even more, which is Terrence Shannon Jr. Um, in for Illinois, and uh, they looked amazing today. Uh, just blew the doors off of Rutgers. And let's just give you a very quick timeline of the Terrence Shannon Jr. situation for Illinois. So he was suspended 
from the team on December 28th following an arrest for a rape charge stemming from an event that took place in Kansas back on September 9th. His legal team immediately filed a temporary restraining order, which is a TRO against the University of Illinois. And they said that Shannon's current and future earnings would face irreparable harm from the suspension and argued that he's innocent until proven guilty and should be allowed to play as the process in court continues to play out. The judge that was hearing that case sided with Terrence Shannon Jr.'s side last Friday, agreeing that his NIL is worth very little if he's not on the basketball court and his draft position will continue to plummet. He was then immediately reinstated to full student-athlete status. Illinois was eligible to play today against Rutgers. He will continue to be eligible moving forward unless or until something definite is is decided in court. Obviously, his legal case has not been resolved. He is due back in court in Kansas on February 23rd for that preliminary hearing where the victim side will have their chance to present evidence and arguments against him. So that is the the latest on the Terrence Shannon Jr. situation. It came off the bench, got the standing ovation today, and Illinois rolled. Obviously, separate of the legal issues, which none of us on this panel are qualified to talk about, R.C., how pivotal is this return for an Illinois team that was really treading water even without him to get him back, you know, for what seems like will be the stretch run? I, You know, when we when he was out earlier, my concern was just them being able to take the show on the road. And I thought they always went at home. And getting him back, I, I think it's going to be damn near impossible to win in Champaign. Uh, he's... I think he's the best wing getting downhill and transition and finisher in college basketball. I don't, I don't think it's even close. You saw that even tonight. I thought he struggled. Timing was off, what you expect. Uh, struggled. Took a couple of bad shots, I thought, from behind the arc. Three ball wasn't there. But just getting there, getting to the rim, drawing fouls. He shot the 10 free throws or so. Uh, you see what he brings, getting in the passing lanes, being disruptive defensively. I – they're back at it. They're back now. Now, if as he gets further in shape and gets back into things, I think Illinois can be right there, and they can challenge Purdue. I still think Purdue wins the Big Ten, but there. I think before I thought it was Wisconsin in a runaway for second. Now I think Illinois is right there. John, how high are you on this Illinois team with Terrence Shannon Jr. back in the fold for at least another month? Yeah, I mean they they looked good without him, better than we expected, and that almost I think might have helped them from a confidence perspective to be playing so well without him. And then he comes back and infuses his, his game. I always laugh. I tell my boys all the time, I'm like, yo, he's supposed to be playing at least on a two-way contract. Like he looks like a pro out there. Like Archie Mm -hmm. said, he's getting to the line. He's drawing fouls. He's bigger than everybody, faster than everybody, strong. Like he's, he's a pro. So for them to get a pro back, um, you know, playing at that that level, the sky's the limit for this team, you know, hopefully whatever happens, it shakes out. Um, you know what's best for him but um if he can stay and play throughout this season and into the tournament man this is probably one of the more scary teams um coming down the stretch rc i was gonna ask in a year you know where it, it just doesn't like there's a there's a bucket right of teams that we believe you know should sort of be you know ahead above the rest but in a year where there's not just that one team if you ask 10 different people who the best team in college basketball is you'll probably get 10 different answers why not Illinois? I mean, why why not this team with TSJ in the fold? Not just in the Big Ten, but, you know, for the NCAA tournament, for everything. Oh, I'm right there with you if he's there. I mean, I've never had a doubt that he was there. I thought, the you know, the issue was, you know, 
disregarding just basketball we're talking and we've already addressed the legal the legal issues that he's dealing with if he can stay focused and just get back to playing basketball and a lot of times when you're involved in anything you know let alone something of this magnitude then the court becomes your sanctuary you just get there yep. and want to focus on playing basketball so uh yep. this team is tough they're well coached other guys have stepped up you know, without him, you know, some thought they would even fall apart. I thought I knew they'd win at home. I thought they'd have issues on the road, and that was the case. But yep. with him there back now, I, 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 you know, if they stay healthy, with the, you know, with the options that they provide, and having guys that like Harmon stepping up off the bench tonight, uh, I mean, today they were just they're going to be a tough out, and they're going to be right there in the mix of things. I mean, they defend, they make shots, they just got matchup. They play bully ball. I mean, they really just bully dudes, and and so. When you got a type of experience and you got guys like that, they, they're going to be there. I, I, I have no question. You know, like I said, just dealing with the distraction. They've already dealt with that and shown us that they can deal with distractions. This team did having him back. You could tell it was almost like they were just super welcoming to him. He was he was excited to be out there. Um, you know, aside from like we talked about the legal the legal stuff that he's dealing with, man. I mean, it was. Uh, it was it was just what we expected from Turn Shannon Jr. I mean, just coming there and just affecting the game in different ways. Last thing on this, we'll move on to some other Big Ten uh, topics. But, John, again, I mean, both you guys obviously played at a high level, but just the morale piece of it, right? Like you're, you lose him, whether he's guilty or innocent, right? I mean, the thought, you know, two or three weeks ago was that he's not coming back based on just the legal process, but the morale – when you do get the news, like how powerful is that knowing that you're getting him back in the fold, you know, again, for at least the, the next month? Yeah, the first team All-American coming back off the bench. I mean, as a team, you can't be more excited. And then from a personal standpoint, college, man, you living with guys. I mean, you become a, you become a family. I am I am far more closer than all my college with all my college teammates and my professional teammates. So. You know, just having him around, he's probably going through a tough time as well, having that support, man. You know, when he came in the game, see his teammates kind of hug him. And when he went in, you know, that's got to be a good feeling. And I think that's why they played well today even more, man, like just getting their guy back and, and happy to see him smiling because, like R.C. said, man, it does become your sanctuary as a team and as an individual. Um, and, you know, as far as the team and where they can go, I think we're kind of – in. From history, right? We believed in them every year, then they kind of show us not to believe in them. So I think everyone's kind of scared to really get on the bandwagon here, but uh, they're legit. And if this is their window, if they don't do anything this year, yep. I, I think this is the best chance they have within the next four to five. Yeah. Uh, I, I think it's easy to stay on the bandwagon, though, John, because this would normally rip a team apart, right? Yep. Something like this happened to how many, not many teams can lose a first team All American and then play as well as they did and hold it down and then he gets back. So I, I think there's something different about this Illinois team. Yeah. Uh, other big to action. RC, if you want to uh, just opt out of this question altogether, bro, just Thank let you. me know. I already know where you're going. Thank you. Just take that to John. Because they did. They did. We got, we got, we got to get some fresh insight. All right. Because we know RC going to say the same shit. All right, so so let's go to John Henson, who maybe will provide a fresh perspective on Michigan State. Hey, look, it doesn't matter if Jameer Young tried to go one-on-four, okay? Michigan State got it done. So, like, where are we on the believe meter on Michigan State, John? Um, I'm starting to 
it's, it's starting to get a little lukewarm, I guess. I mean, if you watch that game, that stretch, <laughs> <laughs> that stretch where you where they went up like fifteen, that showed you kind of what Michigan State can be, right? Um, although, like Maryland just can't score, like really. Like Michigan State probably should have lost this game, you know, being how they played down the stretch. But Maryland just can't score, and, and that was just the issue today. But I mean, Michigan State is—they're four and four, I think, in Big Twelve play, so they're in the middle of the pack with the chance to improve. I mean, I think from fourth to the last in Big Twelve is two games. So next week we could be saying Michigan's at the bottom or closer to the top. So that's just what type of season it's been in the Big Ten, and uh, that's what type of season it's been for Michigan State. So I'm getting warmer on them, yep. but they got a lot of work to do to to get to where they need to be to make this tournament. Uh, RC, I'm going to ask you, John. I was going to say, I was going to say, listen, Tyson Walker's a dog, man. I, I, yeah, I love yeah, watching him yeah. play. The dude just mm-hmm. time and time again answers the bell. Um, but, you know, I, I've spoken enough and these guys have been nauseous about, about them. I'm happy for them. They got a big road win. Both of these teams was desperate. I thought Maryland had to have it. They were at home. And like like Tyson Walker just, I mean, wasn't playing great, wasn't playing poorly, but just when they need a bucket, he just steps up every time. They only scored 17 points in the second half on the road and won. Like, and nah, they won. RC, RC I swear I mean, I'm watching the game. I, I fell asleep, right? I fell asleep. I wake up, I see the score. I said, what happened? Like that's what's like, you know what I'm saying? Like it was the same score for like 30 minutes. Damn. You said Damn. Maryland couldn't score. I think that's Michigan State's problem too. I think it's scoring. Yep. Um, but I mean, Tyson Walker, man, I I I I, I could never cheer against him. I, I mean, he just yep. answers the bell. You know what's coming. He hits timely shots, big shots. He puts his team on his back, and and I've said this. I think you know. I would just double him. I just would just be like, somebody else got beat me because I know he will beat me. So I would expect some of these teams in conference play to start scheming him and trying to do more. Uh, I, I'm going to have to make someone else beat me because I've seen him do it too many times. Uh, last last thing on this, RC, I want to get your perspective uh, because that final Maryland possession was a complete shit show. Um, uh, <laughs> Jameer, Jameer Young, I mean, I I, I, I joked about it. He was Jordan really beat. well for yeah, and then he had he had he had he had a guy in the corner who was wide open. Not, whether he wanted to take the three or whether he wanted to, you know, drive the lane as a, as a guard, are you just? And I realize that you know he's their guy and he's their he's their first option. But are you just is it tunnel vision? Like what's going on there? No timeout from from Kevin Willard either. Let's be honest, man. That last that that whole segment right there coming down the stretch was like Young and Walker going back and forth. So with Tyson Walker coming down, hitting that shot, you knew Jameer Young was going to try to answer the bell. Uh, when Tyson hit a three, he came back, tried to hit a three, stepped on the line. He, there's no way he was going to sit there and not take that. And he's earned the right with that team, man. I mean, he's he's the guy that took, you know, their closer, and it, it didn't work. I mean, hell of a play, too. Uh, you know, with who was that, Holloman on him, I thought? I can't remember who it was. Who was that that was guarding him and got a hand? That was just a good defensive play. That was, he tried to was, cross it was the entire Michigan State team, bro. It was all foul. <laughs> yeah, but somebody, it was, yeah. but somebody got their hand on it, man. I thought if he got in the lane, it would have been a foul or something. But, I mean, I don't I, I don't like foul. I mean, uh, timeouts in that moment, too. If you got a dude you trust and you can put the ball in his hands, um, 
I, 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 I don't have a problem with no timeout. I mean, he's he's earned the right. He's answered the call for them as well. Too many times to be worried about that. Yeah. Uh, look, spoken we got a lot like more a true. Hey, spoken like a true scoring guard right there. Facts. Give me Facts. the ball. I don't need no plays. Just get it inbound and get out the way. <laughs> but you, but but it ain't. But but see, he he ain't he ain't even addressing the one on four piece of it though, John. He's just you know. See, but see, I here's mean, the thing too. Like he he's also got to shoot it in time. With Bort, you could get a, you know, I'm like if I'm the big man, right? Cool. If if that's RC, I'm cool with that. He's our guy, but I'm getting on the glass. So you know what I'm saying? That's a whole another aspect of what yep. could have happened too, you know. Yep. Yep. Now nah, look, uh, hey, it's hard to win on the road. Uh and, yep. and Michigan State got it done. So they keep stacking up the dubs, you know, and we'll see we'll see. Uh we'll see, you know, what it looks like in a couple of months. Lots more to get to here on after dark. Uh we've got we got to talk about the the court storming situation, man, because uh, that that has been a, a topic of discussion uh, that that we really do need to hit, um, and also a wild day in the AAC, a top ten team going down again. I'm John Martin. I'm here with John Henson, Michigan State Ambassador Randolph Childers. We'll be back after this. As you guys know by now, we've partnered with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for the listeners and the viewers of the Field of 68 each and every week of the college basketball season. We have a special offer that will be available starting on Tuesday, January 9th, and running through Monday, February 12th, the morning after Super Bowl 58. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, in honor of the big game, you can use the bonus code FIELD158 and you'll get $158 in free bets on your first wager with BetMGM, regardless of whether or not you win that first bet. Here's how you make it work. Download the BetMGM app. Sign up using the bonus code FIELD158. Deposit at least $5 and place your first wager on any game. You'll receive $158 in bonus bets regardless of the outcome of your bet. Just make sure that you use that bonus code FIELD158 when you sign up. And remember, BetMGM is now available under one wallet in select states. As a New Jersey resident, this is super convenient when I have to go cover games in New York or Philly, which happens quite a bit. When you cross state borders, you just log into your existing account and fire away. You don't have to create separate accounts in each state. It's easy, it's simple, it's clean. And most importantly, we have some fun stuff coming up for the heart of the college basketball season. Bet insurance tokens, college hoops, odd boosts, and my favorite, a nice juicy parlay boost. So download the BetMGM app and sign up today. Field 158. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. 
Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome back to Field of 68 After Dark. I'm John Martin here with two ACC legends, Randolph Childers, John Henson. We got a lot to get to here on the show. I, I, I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's, it's just a you know coincidence or if it's just that Memphis basketball keeps losing every damn time they play. But I've been doing these shows uh, on the heels of Memphis losses, and this one in particular today uh, felt like it was a, a crushing blow to Lane. Finds a way to win, 81-79. David Jones, two straight threes at the buzzer, do not go. And uh, a 32-point effort from him is wasted. RC, we were talking about Memphis, uh, you know, a couple of days ago after they lost to South Florida. And, and you know, you weren't, you weren't in panic mode. You know, you mentioned that, you know, it's not a devastating loss, that, you know, there's still plenty of time. Now it's two straight. Now it feels like perception on this Memphis team is going to really go sour. Uh, what's wrong when you watch them? What's just fundamentally wrong with this team? A month ago they were beating Virginia and they were, you know, beating Michigan and Arkansas, and now they're losing. You know, they've already lost two games in the American. What's what's wrong with this team as you see it? Well, I wasn't concerned because it was a. I, I looked at it as a one-off, and I assumed that they would correct some things. Now I'm concerned. Um, the biggest reason why I'm concerned with Memphis is it's not just losing the game. It's how they're losing the game. This is an experienced team. And we go back last game, it was a, it was a late turnover. And then it was a mix up on veteran guys on a switch. You lose that game. Okay. I'm assuming it's going to be a one-off. They're going to fix that. No, they come out tonight against Tulane and you see similar things you see for a veteran group. This isn't a bunch of freshmen and sophomores. These are seniors and experienced guys. Even though they're new playing together, they're still experienced guys. They're they're, they're blowing assignments. Uh, there's mental errors. I mean, the the giving up a, a three late in the game on a baseline out of bounds. Oh. It, it's like I mean, not even a reversal. It's just straight in bounds, ball side, strong side, mm. and you give up a three. Late mm. in the game, I, I, I think, and again, and, and having said all that, the other the, the other issue that I have is that I never questioned them and thought they could shoot anyway. And we the one thing we said about the last game I thought they got exposed was because of their inability to shoot threes. And, and what I said to you was their kryptonite is zone. Yep, yep. This team will struggle against zone. They got to figure out a way to stop, you know, figuring out play zone. And and Caleb Mills injuries, we said it. Hey, they 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 had a couple of wins right after Caleb Mill got injured, but he was a guy that you knew could come in and get hot, curl your offense in certain moments, give you another complimentary score. Uh, uh, had you know, obviously game, big game experience. He's gone for the year, so 
that puts a ton of uh, pressure on Walton. We talked about from wh where's the three-point shooting going to come from. Yep. He went down a little bit today. I, I don't know. I, I am – Memphis has a reason to be concerned. They're not defending the way they're capable of defending. I thought they was more creating havoc and, 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 and turnovers and being real disruptive on the defensive end of the floor. They're no longer doing that. Uh, but some of that is because teams are zoning them and they're just, they're just controlling the pace of the game. And, and this Memphis team is not built to play against the zone. And guess what? If if I'm in the, the league, I would play 35 minutes of zone against Memphis. I don't care if I play it or not. The only thing that would make teams go back, man, if you line up and play man in that league, you're going to lose. You're gonna lose. You don't have the athletes. You don't have if the, and let them press and get after you. You're in trouble. And 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 high major teams would be in trouble with that. But if you zone this team, I think they got issues. Yeah, I, I agree. Um, the zone is kind of what they struggle with. Uh, something that you know they they haven't really cracked today. And even you know you talk about a, a veteran team. Like I think their average age is almost 25. You know, 14 for 22 from the free throw line. That's not indicative of a veteran team. And then today, 14 turnovers, zero points off 14 turnovers. So that that's right there. You're not locked in. You're not making the right play when you get the yep. extra possession. And, and, and that was the story of the game. And down the stretch, you know, when this is five, six-point game, seven, eight minutes left, like, as a veteran team, you got to understand, like, you got to get stops and, and you can blow this thing open. Just two or three more good defensive possessions and like RC said, blown assignments. It's almost like they're like, ah, oh, you know, it's two lane. We'll be able to get, we'll be able to get back out of there. We'll be able to, we'll be, we'll be able to get out of this hole if we dig one. It's just two lane. And in the whole time yeah. now, the lead evaporated, and uh, you know, you got to shoot two threes at the end of the game, and you don't make them, and, and your second loss on the road. They they came down here to Tampa against USF, and got got them a season defining win as well. They so the targets on their back. And they're not handling it well right now. I'll I mean, say even, this: even, um, even Quinterly getting that flagrant one. Yeah, it, it's just. It's, I mean, that it's was a, that was a, in fairness, that was a bullshit flagrant. I mean, no, no, no. Can, Listen, it is, it is. But well, it, it is. But he extended his arm. I'm only saying that right. that's just the type of mistakes that they're making for a team with their level of experience late in games. Like that's a mistake you make, or you get caught up in that in the first half or the first five minutes. But yep. they're in these tight games. Let's be honest. It's not like they're blowing people away. You know, yeah, they're 100%. in these tight games. And they're just blowing too many assignments, man. You see one, two guys yep. running one way, leaving guys open. You just see the lack of communication on the defensive end of the floor with these guys. Uh, I, I don't know what's going on, but this isn't the team that we saw, you know, the first half of the season. Um, it, it and that's like the thing the, that's surprising uh, it looks like the Budenholzer defense because when, you know, I, historically when I was playing, Jay Kidd was like a defensive coach. Budenholzer would be like, hey, coach, what are we doing this? Ah, just keep going. Don't stop. That's what it looks like. Penny's <laughs> telling them. So they got to fix that. <laughs> hey, I, 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 I want to say one thing for, for the people from Memphis who are, who are watching because I know they, they're, they're curious. Um, and I think, I think this applies not just to Memphis, but I think it applies to every team in college basketball now in 2024. There is such a thing as leaning too much on the transfer portal. There is such a thing because Memphis brought in nine, ten new guys from the portal, and all of them 
super talented. I mean, you can go down the list, right? Caleb Mills, uh, Naquan Tomlin, you can, you know, Javon Quinterly, David Jones, Jaquan Walton. You can go down the list of all these guys who are super Nick Jordan accomplished. They, they, they've gotten it done at a high level at, at the division one level in college basketball. But when you take all of them and you, and you bring them into a situation at the same time, there's no continuity. There's no, there's no voice that rises above. There's no pecking order. And when you talk about a team that struggles with communication, which is clearly what this Memphis team is doing, I think you can point directly to that. And Penny's throwing his hands up and he's saying the game plan is great and we're doing, you know, we're prepared and 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 they're just not executing. That's because you threw a team together and there's no returners and it's just it's just new guys that don't know each other. And I think that's John. that's the cautionary that's the cautionary tale here, in my opinion, is that you don't have that leadership that carries over. It's just a bunch of sort of mercenaries, and this is what the result looks like. John, I'm going to push back on that because that's college basketball right now, right? Like everybody's bringing in guys in it. That, but when you bring in, there should be an advantage to bring in an experienced guys. I mean, to, it doesn't matter how because it, you look around the country, everybody's bringing in a bunch of different guys. And you can say that many, but – Hearing Penny's message and what he said to those guys, and I agreed with it because I heard him tell them that at one of the games. He was like, hey, you guys come in. Some of you guys didn't win. Buy into this. We're going to get after people defensively. You, John, you will know this. You know who they remind me of? They remind me of Florida State. Big athletic guys, mm -hmm. not necessarily yeah. great shooters, right? And then they flying around. They, they were bought in earlier the year at the defensive end. Now, the reason we were so high on them was because Quinterly was playing really big-time point guard ball, distributing to everybody, finding everybody. Jones was a closer. He was playing bully ball, destroying everybody. It was like, oh, my God. You know, like, this group is legit. It didn't matter earlier. And then now we're changing it because one other thing is, like I said, teams, are, you're in conference play now, and now they're scheming you. So now they're just like saying, we're playing zone. We know in the American. See, you get these other high-major programs, and they feeling like, all right, we're going to play the way we play. And then you line up playing a man to man. You realize, like, damn, Memphis got some athletes. They got some dudes. But now you win conference play. Everybody in that league outside of FAU is probably going to be like, nah, we don't have the athletes to deal with these dudes. We got to start scheming them. We got to start zoning them. And that's what it is. They're like, look, we're not guarding you. Jordan, we ain't coming out there. We ain't picking up certain guys. Find out where Joan is. Even Quinterly isn't shooting the great, and they need him mm. to distribute. So the quarter's just shrunk. Mm. And right. then you starting to bicker. You bickering a little bit. The ball isn't moving. You getting right. frustrated. And right. I'm not. I'm not exalting anybody with that. That's on Penny. That's on all these guys. Uh, again, I wasn't off them because of, I thought it was a one off, and they they fix it. They doubled down on the same mistakes tonight that they made right. last game. And now, all yep. right, now you do it twice now, I'm concerned. There's a reason to be concerned. No, look, I I agree. I mean, I I I just I just feel like you, you know, it, it it makes Penny's job and, and again, it's the he signed up for it, but it, your job is just harder, John, when you have a you, you can't point to a veteran that's been there for three or four years because you don't know well, who who it who is it. And that number beside your name, don't get it twisted. I bet you the buzzers, the agents are circling around that program. People are in people's ear because it is an older team and they probably do all have some type of goal outside of the season. 
And that could also be a factor in distractions or you need to show this or you need to do that. And it's like they're letting go of the rope almost, right? These last two games that should have been winnable games. Yeah, definitely should have been. And, and and they'll probably find themselves out of the top 25 come tomorrow around noon. I want to make one last one last point on this game because it happened around college basketball as well. We saw in, in the women's game uh, as Caitlin Clark got decked on the court and then in the <laughs> Tulane, for whatever reason, well, I guess it's been 53 games since they beat a top 25 team. They stormed the court, and uh, as it actually happened – uh, Caitlin Clark got hit by a fan, and then in the case of David Jones, it was more intentional. Uh, a fan put both hands on David Jones and shoved him. RC, I, I just see the scene like this, and and I say it's only a matter of time before you know we get another malice of the palace with these drunk ass kids where there's no protection for these players. Uh, what do we do? How, I mean, is is this something that a, a policy needs to be? you know, instituted immediately before it gets ugly? Like, what do you think on, you know, on, on this topic specifically? You know, what's weird is, John, as much as you, you know, I've experienced it both ways where um, we won at home and out and, and you see fans running on the court and then you go on the road and you do it. It used to be you just celebrated with the home, your home, your home team, like their fans celebrated with them. And now, through emphasizing the fan experiences, people coming out and they're targeting the opposing players. That's a dangerous thing now. And I'm with you because that's what's going to happen. You're going to run up on the wrong dude and they're yep. going to lay somebody's ass out. And they're going to yep. lay your ass out. And and unfortunate as it is, you're going to put a lot of people in, in, in a bad space. And that I hate to say it, but that athlete shouldn't be punished. Because if you run out there and like that person that intentionally ran up on on Jones and then you push him from behind, like some of it is I don't want to overreact because it ain't like he wanted no smoke. It ain't like he running up on David Jones face. But you can't you know, just take free stuff. swings at people. No, like no, no, that. no, 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 no. I, I agree. Listen, no, no, I'm not condoning it at all. But I, I, I and I'm, I'm totally saying like, if if David had turned around and laid his ass out, he would he would have deserved it. I, I wouldn't even yep. he should he he didn't he wouldn't have deserved any reprimand at all um but I, I just i i've always been a fan of it i i think it's some people gripe about it. it it never really bothered me that much and um but i do think at some point in time there needs to be actions taken against the people that go out and do stuff like that today if you accidentally run over somebody we've all been caught up in that where they're running around and they're jumping and they're celebrating it's been more of a celebratory thing now it seems to be People are more intentional about, hey, I don't like John Henson. I'm about to run over there and say it, it, something. It's aggressive. It's aggressive. Yes, yes. I mean, it's like people are coming in and they're planning it almost intentionally. Like, all right, John's <laughs> out there. I don't like Carolina. I'm gonna run over there and say yep. something to him. And that that that's where it's gonna get. It's gonna be a problem. Yeah, you know, 95 percent of the time it goes well, and it's good for the game. I like it. You know, storming the court. It's 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 fun for the fans, but. You know, it's going to be one time where a fan does too much. And even with, you know, David, I mean, he he handled that so well, right? Just walked away, let it go. So, you know, shout out to him. But if you come into our arena as a player, that's like us running up in your job and bumping you in the hallway and then expecting you just to walk away. Like, it just it just doesn't – that's not how, how it works. And, you know, hopefully the fans take this message and, and even games that could be – 
um, court storming games. Maybe there should be like a yep. warning, man, before the game. Hey, look, storm the court would not be allowed, or if something does happen, you will be prosecuted for you know whatever. Just even a warning. I yes. just I, I just feel like yes. Tulane was not ready for that. Uh, you know what I mean? So that's I think that's the biggest thing. Just being ready for it. Just warning fans. I mean, I've been in games where I was when I played where they get on the mic. Everybody stay in your seats. Everybody, you know, it was, it was, a, it was, a, and that kind of helped. But if you're just not going to say nothing, right, that's what's going to happen. I mean, that was a, that's a I cracker think, jack this, gym. Like, like, ain't nobody, I you think know, this can they be, ain't got no security. You know what I'm saying? It could be also a way you warn your students, you put your hands on another player. Either one, you can charge them. Yeah. You, you can say that to your to your student. You can say, "Hey, you run it. Hey, we don't mind it, but if you if you, all these cameras and angles, we catch everything. Video cameras everywhere. Like today, if they wanted to find that guy that put his hands on David Jones, they could. They a hundred percent. So could. so if they, you could find it. So if you it, it, when it gets to that type of situation, and you want to you want to do that, you can. But I think the alternative it's either you do that or deal with the consequences of an athlete. Because yeah. think about it, he missed a game when it shot. He could have been so frustrated and just let his emotions go and just laid him out, and he didn't. So, like you said, credit to yeah. him for handling himself. He didn't the right react. Way. Like I, I mean, I, no, no, he didn't. He handled it the right you way. You might not have felt me. it. You might not have felt that little light tap. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, 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 yeah. He probably didn't even know who it was. He probably thought it was a teammate <laughs> or something. Trying to tell him, yeah. like, "Come on, man, you're gonna be all right." Yeah, but no, yeah. I, I don't. I, I hate for it to go away. I think it's because most of the time, as you know, John's college athletes, they kind of take the court and just go party, go hang out. It's a great atmosphere for everybody else. The students seem yep. to enjoy it. Uh, I, I do think you got to do more. You got to figure out a better way to to remind the student athletes, if you put your hands on somebody, you know, charges, yep. they'll be charged or something. Uh, the video alternative, if not, then you run up on these athletes and get what you're looking for. You know, you know you'll it's, it's sober up quick. It's the same shit that you see in the NBA, right? With all these people in the front row saying whatever they want to say, you know, right. like, like, like it's all fun and games until it becomes like, until it becomes real, you know, you don't just get to get off whatever you feel like, you know, you want to dog curse Russell Westbrook or whatever. Like you don't, you didn't pay for that. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like you paid for the right to be a fan. But, but you know, the way this is different is you're not talking about yelling like I'm sitting in the crowd yelling at John. I physically run on the court and put different. my hands on John. Yep. Yep. That's that, that's crazy. a whole nother level because you're not it's crazy. You, 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 it's crazy. You get what you're looking for. Then you're sober up quick when they put them hey, hands on you. Hey, hey, like Vernon Maxwell said, you'll get that at right. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> yep. Hey, I, oh. hey, it's going to happen. It's gonna happen. It's gonna happen. You know, and I happen. and I can't wait to see the reaction. You know, hand, hand wringing and suspend. You know, and and I and I know that whoever it is is gonna handle it completely wrong, and the athlete's gonna be the one that gets in trouble. But it, it, it's 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 wrong. It's wrong. You know, I tell you, I tell you, the most dangerous thing where where it's concerning, John. The most dangerous thing is why you got to get out in front of this is because if we're not careful, it's gonna happen in one of those rivalry games. Oh, buddy. You, can you – because you you and I both know, like I, I always use Duke and Carolina. You know yeah. there's so much hatred and so much buildup on those rivalry games that that that's bound yeah. to happen in some aspect. And, and and just for me, like I was – if 
I'm I'm so emotional on the court. I don't know what it is. It's my competitive nature, my my love for the game. I'm so emotional. There's things that I've done on the court that I sit back and be like, damn, I was tripping. But when in the heat of that moment, man, like yep. it could get ugly because for one, yep. defending your teammates, two, it's an emotional win or loss. Maybe you had a bad game. Like there's times in the NBA where yep. I got tossed out and I'm cursing people out. And I just had a bad day. You know what I'm saying? It caught me yep, on the right yeah. day. So you don't want that to happen, uh, especially at the college level. Yeah. I mean, RC, that's that's kind of like how I get sometimes up the street at First Evangelical. <laughs> you know, I, I, uh, I mean, you know what I'm saying? I, I get caught up I've in the I've seen more fights in the rec league, league than, than, you know than, than any so sport. I, than I relate. Anywhere. No doubt about that. I see more, yeah, I see more fights at YMCA than I've seen in the NBA and college. So I get it. Did we lost? Did we lose, John? Did we lose, John? We're going to break. We'll be right back. We're going to have John right back with you. <laughs> What's going on, guys? Before we get back to the show, I need to let you all know about the Field of 68 Daily, an all-encompassing college basketball newsletter that arrives in your inbox, you guessed it, daily. For less than a dollar a week, you'll wake up every morning to more than 1,500 words detailing everything that you need to know to stay up to date on the world of college basketball. From the notable mid-major upsets to the stars that are out injured to the breakout performances that only our team of college basketball junkies watched. The Daily is edited and produced by Mike Miller, who spent more than two decades running NBC's digital written content and is subscribed by more than half of the division one coaching staffs, the biggest names in college basketball media, and the agents that work as power brokers in the sport. For just $50 for the year, you get access to the same information that the insiders get. And before we get you back to your regularly scheduled Field of 68 content, let me tell you guys about the Field of 68 merch store. Head over to fieldof68.shop for officially branded Field of 68 apparel. Whether you're supporting your favorite team in the student section or from the couch, there is no better way to gear up and the latest from the Field of 68. The best thing I can say about our merch is the quality of the product. Anyone that has ever worn a t-shirt knows how frustrating it is when the neck gets all stretched out and the bottom of the shirt starts looking like the bottom of bell-bottom jeans. And there's nothing worse than a hoodie that loses its snugness that makes it such a perfect way to stay warm during the cold winter weather. Whether you're shopping for yourself or for the college basketball fan in your life, everything you need is at the Field of 68.shop. Hey, before I got cut off there, uh, I was going to say, RC, like in the church league up the street, you know, I can relate because when I play, you know, I tend to bring them out. You know, they want to see me in action. You know what I'm saying? They want to see the ratchet in action. Uh, and so it tends to be sort of a very heated situation. So I can sort of relate to the Duke Carolina thing. You know what I mean? I, I got I got but, one question. What's your what's your game? Like, what you what do you do? What's, what's your game? Oh, I mean, I'm I'm, uh, you know, Jay will white chocolate. Okay. Okay, but I'm a better, okay. but I'm a, and I and I love him to death, but I'm a better shooter than he was. Okay, okay, but I, 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 I get the vision. I see it. I see it. You wear a headband, or are you just are you straight? Like sure. I, I have like, to. I have to. I mean, it's gotten it's gotten yeah. out of control. You know what I'm saying? Okay. When yeah. I play, I'm okay, saying, I got a, they listen, call me Mike listen, Miller. That's what they call me when I play. I got I got a question though. 
Can we update your field to 68 profile picture, bro? That shit look like your prom picture. Like, seriously, cut that out. Man. Like, cut this out. You got, you got the <laughs> Tell Rob, you know what you look like. Hey, John, you know, like they got the athletic department pictures and then yeah. somebody took a picture, but they've been in the university for like 25 years and was, they never updated it, 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 it ain't that fucking drastic. That's what that John was looked grand, like. That was a grand, that was a grand, that was a grand like He just got whispered. He got whiskers, whiskers and shit all on his face. He looked like he like ten. Hey, he had a GA. He had a GA pick on there. <laughs> Do we I mean, ever? He got this like. I'm telling you, this prom picture. That's insulting. Okay, it ain't been that fucking long, bro. I mean, I'll give you like eight. I mean, this is. I mean, I'm not doing the rest of this show. I mean, I'm being disrespected. You must have shaved. You, you, you must have shaved. You see, uh oh, hey, you, see Jeff coming at me. Jeff you know? Goodman's got a hairline jokes. Hey, hey! I was gonna tell Jeff, man. Listen, I know some people in Charleston. Don't, hey, tell them. Don't, hey, don't, hey, don't. I just look like this now. I know people in Charleston. You gotta, you better be careful with me, dog. First of all, I call a man. Hey, bro, Chris come Hilton. on. Wow. Hey, hey, come on over to the dark side, John. Come on over to the dark side, baby. I need to hear my face with the dark side. It's not time. I need to hear my face with the dark side. I'm gonna look crazy. All you gotta I do don't... is do what John did. He ain't shaved in like ten years. That's the only difference in his profile picture. That's yeah, the, I, don't, that's man, I don't. This, none of this bros. I look nasty with the baldy right now. No, I can't do it. I got. I got. Hey, first of all, let me just bro. say this. Let me just say this. Jeff Goodman shouldn't be talking about anybody's appearance, right? Let alone weighing in on somebody's hairline. You, you still good, John. You still good. Hey, I'm holding on for dear life. You know what I'm saying? Uh, I mean, we've we've seen a lot worse. There's no question. You know what I mean? What's the? I gotta uh, go to Turkey. I gotta go to Turkey. I gotta go to Turkey, man. I got the funds. Yeah, go to Turkey. Get it done. Yeah, for sure. My my uh, my boy calls it going murder one. RC, you went murder one. Hey, get it. Get hey, it but over you with, rock man. it though, dude. You rock it. Hey, get it hey, over with, man. man. Hey, look! Once I get it, once once, I, once this comes in, I might can do it. Right now, I look crazy with the. Hey, I feel like I really, I feel like it's like a, it's a curse, right? If you can grow a beard, which John, you and I can't do clearly, mm-hmm. you have to lose the hair on top. Well, my family it, members, it's, my it's, dad, it's and my uncles, my dad and my uncles, like they still got it. Like my dad's like fifty nine. And like, you know, he still, it still looks okay. So I'm hoping that like, there's a point where it just chills out and I could just keep it how it is. So we'll see, you know, you know what I'm saying? We'll, we'll see. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you this. If I get a hundred thousand uh, likes, I'll shave my head. How about that? hundred thousand? Damn. Yeah, I'll start liking it right now. Get light, light it up. Go ahead. Go ahead. RC light wants up. you to come over. He likes, wants you to come over the, the bald head island. You know what I'm saying? Come on, man. I like it. Hey, look, speaking of, uh, you know, people that just showed up to the athletic department, that's Big Z for Kentucky. And (laughs) there was a lot of back and forth from college basketball people about the impact that he might or might not make for the Wildcats upon being ruled eligible. And this dude was unbelievable. Could not miss. Hitting threes everywhere. Just looked like a pro. RC, is that is what we saw on Saturday night from him, is that real or is that just his first game? Georgia didn't necessarily know how to scout him, had no tape. Like, what do you think? No, the talent was always there. I was just impressed that you just come out the gates like that. Like, he he (laughs) came out the gate like he was – like he'd been starting. Like, what the – like, Serge, and that's the last thing Kentucky needed. 
Like for Kentucky to get that added to their to their roster now, wow. I, I don't know how you can't be impressed with Kentucky. And 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 I I'll say this, getting him I mean, getting him eligible and getting him back, I don't know how you I don't want to see a final four list now without that group, without those guys in it. I Ooh. mean, you can't have you can't tell Ooh. me four teams right now and Kentucky not be in it. I know John, I know, I know you <laughs> I know you and Hansborough can't stand Kentucky, man, but you got to be impressed with what they look like right now. You got to be. Yeah, I, I mean, I'm not super – I'm not a Kentucky hater. I mean, I think from a perspective of offensively, I mean, they've got to be the deep – they got to have the deepest bag in the country. They might have two of their be- – they might have the two best freshmen in the country coming off the bench. Like, that's how scary they are offensively. And if they can just keep the defense respectable – I mean, you got to put them in a tier of championship contenders um, because as we know, as we've seen, talent wins in college. When it's all said and done, talent is going to win. may not win you a ship, but it'll get you somewhere. And for Big Z to come off the bench and his feel for the game, I think it was most impressive to me, like the behind the back Crazy. off the roll, like out of rhythm, Crazy. like having played in a college game, like – that's yep. he's got some nuts, you know what I'm saying? Like I was, I was like, yo, it's baby Joker, like you know what I'm saying? That's how I felt like he was playing. So, mm-hmm. um, it's a scary sight, and I, I think he does elevate them to that tier of championship contenders. Um, and, Listen, and that's, he that's, came that's, out there literally, he, John. He came out there like y'all not even on my level. Like I'm really supposed to be Euro League getting paid right now. That's what yep. he looked like. Like seriously, he did. He came out he there did, like, sure. look, I'm supposed to be playing in the Euro League, not on college yep. level. Y'all insulting me by having me out here with these dudes. That's what he looked like. Yeah. He did yeah. whatever he wanted. I mean, seriously, yeah. obviously. In I'm fairness, like, hey, it was I Georgia. Was in fairness. You know, he was probably right. True. But with the talent that he has. <laughs> in Georgia, I mean. Two, right, bro. Two, I mean, it was Georgia. Two weeks you know ago, though, Georgia, like two weeks ago, Georgia, <laughs> hey. like before they lost, you know, Georgia was up there like a team that was impressive, like impressive to us. Per hey, se, Georgia's been record. better. Georgia, this isn't the Georgia yeah. from, from the last couple of years. This team is yeah, much improved. So like, low, Georgia though. is significantly better. Incredibly low. Yeah. <laughs> the bar was on the floor. Well, right, your Memphis team Memphis is starting right. to get like that too. Yeah, I was going to say. I, I don't but we off them. We off them. I, I, don't, I don't claim <laughs> them right now. All right. You gonna see? You gonna see them in a five? Hey, you gonna see them in a? You gonna see them in a one? Twelve. We'll see him in the five twelve. Bill Street. Yeah. You better stay your ass on Bill Street. I know yeah, that. You saw, you saw how good it looked, man. You saw it up close and personal, man. That's the that's the Memphis team I claim. But but I will say this on BetMGM, just for as an example on Kentucky, they're still fourteen to one to win it all. And again, I feel like John, that's there's value there when you talk about adding him into the mix. You have Reed Shepard there, obviously, who's probably a pro. And then DJ Wagner is going to get better from today in March. I mean, I you know, 14 to 1 feels like that's still a good price. Yeah, and then, you know, with how this college basketball season is going, like, I read, I wholeheartedly believe it's going to be the best team that's playing the best that will win this championship. When it, when it when it's when it's down the stretch and I, I I would I would even say maybe a team that's won their conference championship could could make the run because that's just how it's been this year, man. Like you just every time we believe in somebody, Memphis goes yep. lose two in a row, right? Like we we uh, NC State's five and one for the first time since David Thompson, right? We finally get on their band. Well, Virginia Tech comes in there and takes them out. Like that's just what type of season has been. You know, I can go down the list. You know what I'm saying? So it, it's it's going to be interesting. 
I mean, we're talking well, about and, games on Saturday. I mean, Arizona come back. Yeah. I mean, they were getting blown out. And then for Arizona to come back on a rival game in UCLA and then and then, you know, get that dub is yep. you know, that's a big win because most teams don't don't make don't come back and finish that. And they did. So it's gonna be a lot of that going in, man. Who's healthy, who's playing the best? But I think again, we were talking about Kentucky. What makes Kentucky so scary is they can they can have one of these guys. Like we're talking about their freshman coming off the bench. Shepard played okay, but Dillingham didn't play well. Nope. He didn't shoot it well. He didn't play well. Even Bradshaw didn't play great. And then now you just having guys just coming in there and, and just, hey, you know what? It's like tag, you go in, you got them. And they just and they just coming in there balling, man. That that team's scary as hell. Like I don't care who they're playing. Yep. We've seen them against some elite teams and they're good. I I I don't know if anybody wants will want to see this young group as they get better as they head toward March. And I'm gonna lock it in. I'm gonna lock it in now. Kentucky's going to the Final Four. I'm gonna lock that in on Vaulted. If you don't know, Vault is an app that allows you to participate in daily cash prize pools without an entry fee. It's the place for you to store your own predictions forever. And by using the Vaulted Challenge feature, you can prove you're smarter than your friends. Go download the Vaulted app, spelled V-L-T-E-D, to challenge your friends, store your predictions, and join daily cash prize pools without an entry fee. Without an entry fee, here's my Vaulted Challenge for tonight. It is Kentucky to make the Final Four. It's going to be Cal's first Final Four since Cat. Is that is that true? I mean, has it been that long? It's been a while. So yes, I've got Kentucky breaking their uh, their non Final Four streak uh, and 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 going this season, adding Big Z. <laughs> I don't look like Memphis, Tennessee right there. You can't walk around like that looking like that in Memphis, dog. No way. Nah, that was pre-kid, bro. That was like before oh, all the shit okay. hit the fan. Okay. That was okay. pre you know? that was before he lost his virginity. He ain't getting nothing looking like that. He ain't getting nothing looking like that. He bro. was a virgin right there. <laughs> no, that was uh, that was that was uh, that was before COVID. You know what I'm saying? Oh, okay, uh, okay, that's what it was. Yeah, that was. Uh, you'd be surprised, man. You'd be surprised. You know what I'm saying? Uh, I got that Memphis steez, but I, we're not we're not we're not here to you know relitigate. Yeah, I got I got that Memphis Riz, bro. Okay, it's right. it's, it's, it's different. It. It's different. Yeah, move my that's move my is. shit back, man. All right, damn, man, that's <laughs> that's unbelievable, Trevor, on your part. Um, you get the most disappointing performance of the week, uh, but yeah, as we get out of here, fellas, let's let's go around the let's go around the uh, country here. RC, who had the most impressive performance this weekend, in your opinion? Ooh, oh, I'm going with Auburn. I mean, I thought they just ran through Ole Miss at home in a in a in a game of two top twenty five teams, and so. Uh, I was really impressed with what they did. So, you know, we talk about we we want to know how good they are. I think they answer the bell as a team that can compete in the SEC as well. So, I, I had them winning the game, but they made it look too easy. John, who you got? Um, you Good know, call, by the I way, RC. Yeah, you know, I, I, I'm I'm going to go. I'm gonna go. I mean, this may be all encompassing, but I'm gonna go with Seton Hall, six and two in the Big East. Like they're competing with these top teams. I mean, they lost, you know, to Creighton in triple overtime, but I mean, 
they've been they've been beating cats and good teams on the road. I'm going to see Seton Hall. I was saying good call on Auburn. I mean to to yeah. to handle them the way they did. I'm going to go. Uh, I'm going to go UConn, bro. Because for them, I know they didn't cover the spread, but for them to go on the road against Nova, freshly, you know, <clears throat> pegged as the number one team in the country, we know how hard it is to win on the road in the Big East. And uh, I just feel like every time they take the floor and Klingon's in there, they just prove why they should be taken seriously as a repeat champ. I know, you know, RC, you feel some type of way because of hot balls, but I mean, I, they they just keep getting the no, result. I, I give those guys, man, I give those guys a hard time, and I joke around with him, and, you know, and Rob, and but they're they're legit, dude. Like they they look like the best team. I I think the thing that's surprising with everybody, so many of these other teams, and I've said this about Arizona, and right when we think it's like they can't handle success, it mm. seems like a lot of these teams, almost like Memphis, it's like as soon as you get to a point where you start patting them on the back. Everyone can't handle success. They do it. They do it. They have to do a hell of a job handling adversity to get there. And then when they get there, they don't handle success as well. And we, you know, we talked about Memphis that way. I think FAU, FAU is that way. I think yep. they're just kind of cruising through the season and like they, and they, they play, they're not defending the way that they have in the past. Uh, I'm concerned about them on the defensive end of the floor. And I'm only just saying that because they played today and I know we didn't talk about them as much as. Yeah. You know, tonight. RC, and, uh, RC the they, boys is in commercials. They're in commercials. The boys down here in commercials. When I'm watching, when I'm turning the TV, I see the F. They in like some some commercials in, in locally. Like that, that. I'm not playing defense as hard as I used to play on that. If I'm in a commercial, man, come on, man. Human nature. <laughs> I mean, maybe, maybe that's what it is. I mean, that's a big yeah, part of it. But I think not a lot of teams are doing it. And the two teams that I've seen that have have been consistent all year despite getting guys back and getting cling and and big fella back for kentucky is is yukon is just they've been they've been really impressive i mean i give those guys a hard time but i can't argue they they're they're the number one team in the country and i i you know they they won't get an argument from me yeah Maybe. all right uh, i'm still gonna talk my trash to them though no yeah. do you I mean, I mean you 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 all won the night. I mean, talk your shit, yeah, man. You, I mean, you you going at everybody. You going at everybody tonight. Yeah. Me, UConn. I mean, damn. Uh, all right. Uh, last uh, last thing before we get up out of here. Let's go with the other side of this. Uh, most disappointing performance before we get to toast of the night. Who had the most disappointing performance this week, RC? Oh, come back to me. Go to John first. Let me think about that. I need to think about who uh, RC. RC is requesting more time. I've yeah, uh, since time. I've been yeah since I've been like deep in ACC stuff for all I do I'm gonna go Miami Hurricanes. Um, they've lost four out of five down the stretch. They don't look good. I don't think they're really healthy. Um, yeah. They they lack size. They 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 are on the verge of. I mean I don't think they are in the tournament right now. A former Final Four team, even though they lost a couple of pros. That's the team that's probably most disappointing because, I mean, two months ago, this was an eighth-ranked Miami Hurricanes team playing well at that. RC, have you got oh, enough time? That, you can't say no, no, every Arkansas. time we ask you about disappointing no, 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 performances. No, 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 no. I'm going to go. I'm going to go Arkansas. <laughs> I, hey, look, I got to give you a hard time, man. Get you talking about them because you got to go back there. I think Arkansas has been the biggest surprise for me. And we we give them 
we always give them an out and say, hey, they're going to figure it out. They're going to they're going to turn around. They they always do this second half of the year. And and I don't know if this team is going to figure it out. I, I haven't seen much to make me think that they're going to figure it out. So my disappointing team over the weekend will be Arkansas. Yeah, I'm just going to say uh, Mick Cronin just because the way he's handling oh. all of this. He, he got a he got a, he can't he got a fake. He they got a fake almost got one yesterday though. They almost got one. So he, he, he can't fake game. the punk. He, post game. Yeah, he he got he got to hide them emotions, man. Like, dang, yeah, bro, you know man. you know he's struggling. Like, he be letting yeah. them in four quarters have it, boy. Yeah, he was. That was just a bad look, man. You're up 15 with 15 to go. I know it's there. I mean, yeah, you got to get that done, coach. I'm sorry. It's the way it's got to be. That's no, a, that was. I a, can't argue. No, that was an ugly one. That was an ugly one, and they couldn't do shit down the stretch. And then, uh, and then you know, you take it out on the media. I mean, that's just bad look. All right, of the night, RC. Who are we toasting tonight, my friend? Oh, who am I toasting to tonight? I'm toasting to the Kansas City Chiefs, baby, getting it done. <laughs> One of y'all, one of y- listen. One of y'all won twenty five hundred, and one of y'all won two uh, two thousand tonight. So I, hey, that looks like it's free dinner and free drinks for me. So thank you, Kansas City. My boy's gonna look out for me. My boy's gonna take care of me when next time I see him. Well it's, done. It's like it's like you giving LeBron. It's like you giving LeBron ten points, and he been to the final six years in a row. Like I'm taking that every day of the week. What, what are we doing, John? Come on now. Yeah, yeah for oh, sure. Man. Hey. Hey, um, I want my hey, look, go, I want my ribeye, cowboy ribeye, medium red with some nice wine, fellas. That's all I ask. Go ahead, John. Right. I'm sorry. I, I'm gonna go with Tulane getting their first victory in a quarter century against a ranked team. I mean, that's a big deal. So, toast to them. I got a little espresso martini. I don't know if y'all can see that right there, but you know, I'm, I'm going to enjoy those funds. I thought, I thought that later, was so. coffee, dude. For real, I thought that. No, was no, no, no. This, this got a little tequila in it. I, I, I gotta go. Yeah, we were wondering what that was, bro. What is that? Listen, again? listen I'm gonna I'm, I'm, I'm reimburse the Kansas City funds into the streets tonight, man. So you guys enjoy yourself right. here. <laughs> Who else but Michigan State going on the road, basically as a pick? Don't take it for granted in the Big Ten. Tom Izzo getting hot at the right time. Toast to Michigan State Spartans. Toast to John with the styrofoam cup, double cupped up. Almost in there, dog. Gotta have it. Gotta have it. That's how. <laughs> hey, hey, that's how you know it was a big night in this house when we got the styrofoam <laughs> out. Memphis <laughs> rubbing off on y'all. See, God, he got some. Dang, man, he got some iced tea. He got some iced tea in his cup, John. He over there drinking iced tea. Iced tea. Hey, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna say it like this. I'm gonna say it like this. My wife did bedtime tonight. No questions okay. asked. I can't be in All there right. reading no damn bedtime stories. I'm in. I'm in here. You know what I'm saying? Doing my thing. So, yeah, it was a uh, it was a good night. It was a good night in the house. Hey, we had a fun time tonight here on Field of 68 After Dark, and we'll be back next week for Randolph Childress, for John Henson. I'm John Martin. Appreciate y'all hanging out with us on a Sunday night. See you next week.